So before we get started and do our intro to our this episode of The House That Screams, uh, we just wanted to quick give a condolence and remembrance for one of our dear friends from The House That Screams family, Yvonne McCormick. We lost her on November 9th of 2022. Um, we all, most of us kind of knew her. She was my best friend. Um, we actually all got to hang out with her at, at Monster Mania earlier this year in March. For most of us um i've talked to her about her before on the show numerous times especially during the infamous halloween ends episode this was actually the last movie that we saw together in theaters as a group with her her boyfriend ian who's like my brother and my roommate rose so this episode is dedicated to the memory of yvonne mccormick my, my yaba my dime we love you and we miss you on by the clown cafe your favorite meals on wheels the menu is disgusting and it's full of special deals nothing here is good for you so grab yourself a tray cause food's a little funny at the clown cafe drop on by the clown cafe drop on by the clown cafe Gobble up your order quick before it runs away Cause food's a little funny at the Clown Cafe Can we talk about real quick too the how that, that poor bastard has no ass And it's not even like we were checking it out Like it's just like It's like Hank Hill ass <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hank Hill oh, ass No wonder he's angry too We ain't got no, no fucking donk No 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 cake, nothing It was like no, that, that poor no bastard cake. <laughs> Bless his heart, he looks like a frog that stood up and put pants on. <laughs> Good evening. Welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright. Please welcome Art the Clown! Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. Just fantasize about being killed. I'm Candy, the final girl. Food's a little funny at the Clown Cafe. <laughs> Eric is like, fuck you. <laughs> and I'm Shaun of the Dead. You're really weird. You know that? And this is the house that screams. Tonight we are talking about the 2022 Terrifier 2. And we have Nico Nice. Sir, if you're going to put that in your mouth, you got to pay for it. <laughs> like our we first have... date <laughs> we have crystal wow i wonder what i got <laughs> <laughs> we have dave gervin ew why is mine so sticky <laughs> our first date. also our first date <laughs> and we have erica wright <laughs> Very nice pantomiming Art the Clown. Yeah. Nailed it. Art the Clown quote. I love it. 
So, um, I guess I'll start. Um, I came into this, uh, I had not seen the first Terrifier at all. I, I remember hearing people talk about it. I heard I loved it. I hated it. I heard about some of the kills. Um, I knew nothing of All Hallows' Eve. I mean, I just was really out of the loop on that shit. There was a period, that was kind of in that period of time that I talk about on the show where uh, I had my, I had a therapist that made me stop watching horror for a minute because it was, you know, affecting my brain. And my therapist now gets it. It's like, yeah, watch all that horror. Do that shit. So I missed some stuff. But uh, going into just Terrifier 2, um, and, and I missed out on the chance to see it on the big screen. We went to see Barbarian, and it pissed me off so bad, and I hated it so much. Because it was so fucking lame. It was lame. <gasps> yeah, it, it sucked, Erica. It did, and it it did not suck. Reinventing we the wheel. Not yeah, because yeah, we're not going to cover Barbarian, so I'm just going to say this right now. Barbarian, fuck you. Um, <laughs> My balls. So we left, and I was tired, so... I didn't see it on the big screen. We we saw it uh, through Screenbox, and uh, you know what? Uh, I actually, I actually really liked it, and it, that surprised me. I don't do the clown thing, um, but it and, and I have a lot to say about this. You know, one amazing with the practical effects. Maybe not the effects themselves were always amazing, but I love that it's so much practicality in it um i have so many good things to say i have some notes but i just wanted to start out like i went into this a virgin <laughs> and i'll go real quick i you know I'm, i was kind of with candy on this like when the first terrifier came out um the scary clown thing has been beat to death for me and so i just kind of shrugged my shoulders at it you know didn't even bat an eye um, and I started to see that it got traction and a lot of people were talking about it and I came across uh, maybe a kill count video or something and saw the infamous uh, hacksaw, you know, from the first terrifier from the vagina to the head and I thought, oh, okay, so this is this is what this movie's about, you know, and it just, you know, it kind of set on the back burner like I, I, it piqued my interest, but I never really like got around to watching it. And so when Terrifier 2 came out and we started to hear in the, you know, the news about people fainting and vomiting and all that stuff. And, you know, that really kind of drew my attention because, you know, I love gore and, and you know, it, it was something that I'm like, oh, if it's that disgusting, like, I kind of want to see this, you know, I want to see what I'm missing here. So I was actually looking forward to when we went to see Barbarian at the drive-in, I was looking forward to, to sticking around and, and watching it. And... You know, we got through Barbarian, and this is kind of typical for us because we're older. Um, I'm on drugs. We we go to the drive-in, we make it through the first movie, and by the second movie, it's like, oh, man, our bed sounds so awesome right now. So we kind of, you know, Terrifier, like, we went through the intermission part, and Terrifier 2 was getting ready to start, and it was like, yeah, let's go home. So we, we skipped out on it, and I just kept hearing more and more buzz. My daughter had told me she saw it and she loved it. And I'm like, all right, we got to fucking watch this. And so, you know, we had talked about doing it on the show. And once it was agreed that we would, we were like, all right, we have to fucking watch it now. And we sat down and watched this and I was fucking impressed. I was impressed at the fact that they did something like this with, you know, such a minimal budget uh, you can tell that majority of that budget went to the special effects and the set design. 
Uh, I thought they did a phenomenal job. Um, the acting in it was actually surprisingly good. I, I thought the acting was going to be, prob you know, the, the biggest downfall. Because, you know, usually when you watch the, a lower budget film, like, that's the kind of the sticking point is the, the acting quality. But I thought the acting in this was great. Um, there, I have some nitpicks about this. And we'll get into it, but yeah, right off the bat, like I mean, I I thought it was pretty stellar. Okay, who would like to go next? I have, I, I will. I have my own. Okay, so to quote uh, Men on Film from In Living Color about the first Terrifier, I'm gonna add a, a little bit more to. I fucking hated that movie with every fiber of my being. <laughs> Apparently, I was in the minority when that movie came out. Because all I heard about was Art the Clown, Art the Clown, Terrifier, Terrifier. So when it finally hit Netflix, I, I watched it and I was like, what the fuck is this piece of shit? Like, seriously, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Like, everybody's making such a big deal about it that I even texted my one buddy. He was like, you need to see this. And I was like, I did. Why did you make me watch this piece of shit? <laughs> and he's like, dude, you're in the minority. And apparently I was because everybody and their mother was like, Art the Clown, Art the Clown, Art the Clown. So you can imagine my my level of enthusiasm for when they announced the sequel for Terrifier 2. And, you know, I was like, this looks like even worse than the first movie. <laughs> and um, we were we were going to watch it at, at home because I thought I was going to lie to you. It, it leaked on YouTube. And I was like, well, fuck it. If I have to say I'm going to the theater, then I can watch it, especially after the fucking debacle that was Halloween ends the week, yeah. before, the week before this shit. Um, and of course, as you know, we know during the dedication part of it earlier, um, Yvonne had convinced me to to go see this in the theater, even though we were ready to all watch it here at the house and we had you know snacks and all this other stuff. And it was like, oh, it's in the theater. Let's go see it. So we saw this when it was still only one show only. It was a Sunday night at 920 and it was still fucking sold out on a Sunday at 920. Mm -hmm. So imagine my fucking surprise by the end of the film that I was like not just an everybody, I was like, I get it now. I totally 100 percent get it because every issue that I had with the first movie was immediately rectified within the first 20 minutes of of the sequel. Um honestly I know some of the nitpicks you guys have with this. I actually don't I think if anything it actually works in its favor. Number one, this was fucking leaps and bounds. And I said it even jokingly on the Halloween Ends episode. I'm like, could you imagine how I'm going to react if Terrifier 2 was actually better than Halloween Ends? And lo and behold, here we are <laughs> a couple of weeks later, and Terrifier 2 was fucking leaps and bounds better than Halloween Ends. Art, Art the Clown was like the savior of fucking Halloween. Really, of, of, the, of the horror icons. Actually, if we're going to talk about that a little further later... I think this movie kind of solidified that that character now as a as a true horror icon now going forward. This is, you know, this is like the next generation slasher that could There's be only a with, mega slasher. Yeah, this is like ultra slasher. Like, I mean, that was another thing too. Like, I I I, I don't I don't get the whole people like fainting and vomiting and all that other shit. I think, th and, and honestly, I think maybe that might have been fabricated. And I, and if it was, kudos because it was fucking great. Because you got people talking. That's great. If if, if it was if it was fake, but if it was real, even better because you know even bad publicity is still better than no publicity. Yeah. Well, Damien Leone, um, he even said, like, if I wish I would have thought of that, but people really yeah. actually did. Right, right. 
but I'm saying, but like, even if even if it was all just a play by by the by this by the you know by bloody disgusting and fuzz on the lens and Damian Leone, if even if that was, that's fucking brilliant. That's almost like Blair Witch level of making you think those three were actually really missing this whole time. Okay. Um, I actually, and I have a really funny story about this too. I got yelled at by a fucking Karen in the <laughs> in the in the middle during the fucking infamous bedroom scene. I yeah. got yelled. I got because I was fucking hysterical laughing. I think yeah, through every too. fucking kill scene, <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard. Yeah, and I'm like, I get it now, and it's just like everybody's like, oh, it's so fucking. And I'm like, it's really not. I'm like, this is like Hatchet Dead Alive. It's like over the top cartoony gore. And I don't mean that as a knock. I mean that as a fucking compliment because I love those movies too. I just think, I mean, was it a little excessive with the gore? I mean, sure, but I mean, did I did I ever feel once vomitious or did I ever once? No, not even remotely close. I mean, it was actually pretty fucking badass for the most part. I mean, I was just it was highly entertaining. So I'm a man, and I you know when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong, and I was wrong. This this was probably the horror movie of the year for me has it changed your opinion on the first one at all not at all the first one still <laughs> still, I, still, I still tried to watch it i was like no i can't do it i actually prefer him more in the second one but i'm sure we'll get we'll get into that a little later about his performance more in this one versus the first movie which it wasn't bad in the first one either because i mean i think if anything i kind of appreciate his performance more of how he played that that character but i think no, it didn't change it. I, I apologize. It it was the, the first one's still a bad movie. So much so, in fact, that when I posted my, my review online about it, he even reached out and he was like, well, I'm glad we were able to sway you. <laughs> and, I, and, and, I'll, and I'll talk about somebody else who's a friend of the show that we all know um, who reached out and was like, I'm so glad you loved it. Somebody who had a cameo in the movie. Yeah, yeah, Man, uh, yeah, yeah. A couple cameos in this from some... Yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> real, real quick, too, this is a funny story. I actually know Elliot that plays Jonathan since he was a little kid he um and his parents they have uh I think you guys saw them in Monster Mania they're vendors uh little punk people um they actually had some of the artwork in Jonathan's room so it was kind of cool to see Elliot from like go to this little kid to to now he's like this young man and he's in probably the the biggest horror movie of the year so I thought that was actually kind of cool that like you know like now, like the running joke is who's the who's the next vendor from Monster Mania that that's gonna break out as right. as the next the next thing in horror. So, okay, who would like to go next? Uh, Dave and Crystal have their hand up. Oh, they do. Oh, I didn't see it. It's up there. I keep reading it up there. Okay, Dave and Crystal. I'm sorry. The the one thing I was trying to today while I was compiling my notes, I was trying to think why is it that art stands out, and uh, I think because he combines two of the things of our favorite slashes you've got like freddy who uh, is very physically expressive but he never shuts up and you've got like michael and jason who don't say a word but they're also very kind of robotic and still he doesn't say art doesn't say a word but physically expressive uh, just his physical expression the scene in the um the uh, costume shop when he's trying on the sunglasses the different glasses we were dying it was yeah. so funny he reminded me of uh, Doug Jones from, uh, you know, what the uh, Hell the Hellboy movies and Shape of Water. Yeah. The way his his physicality, also very physically similar, very thin, slender guys, and uh, and also the fact that uh, art is completely devoid of color. He's just black and white, and so the blood really stands out on his uh, costume, uh, mm. especially on his uh, face. Those are the two things that occurred to me the most about what makes him stand out. Uh, so much. 
I uh, thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I am the majority. I saw Terrifier, I want to say 20, maybe 2018. Uh, I think it was on Netflix at mm -hmm. some point, and that's where I saw it. And so maybe a few months ago or last year at this time, I was like, Dave, we have to watch Terrifier because he said he had never seen it. I was like, we've got to watch it. Um, I love gory things, and the more blood you have, the better. Um, but this this movie, I think I can see people getting sick of their stomach, or I can't really see fainting unless it's, uh, you know, them just stiffening up and, like, holding their breath or locking their joints in their seat uh, from, you know, what they're seeing. But, you know, if you don't like feces or blood or other bodily fluids, then, you know, this is not your, this is not your joint. Um, <laughs> but I, I loved this movie. I was excited to see it um, and was so happy to hear that we were going to get together to talk about it. Um, but uh, it, it, it's a ride. <laughs> it's a wild ride uh, from the start mm -hmm. to the end. And uh, I uh, hate clowns, but I love art and I love Pennywise. And I think that that's probably because they are portrayed as evil clowns, which, you know, if you're scared of clowns, then that's, that's how you identify all clowns. Because when clowns would come to uh, any nursing homes that I worked at, I would run and literally hide in a closet <laughs> until they were gone. <laughs> Staff would have to come in, like knock on all closet doors and try to find them. Um, I just, I don't do clowns. But uh, I, there was so much that I loved about this. Um, but I, I wanted to know if Art really knew how eye transplants were because that one wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Erica. Yeah. Um, so I saw the first Terrifier uh, when it showed up on Netflix. And I, I did enjoy it. Um, I, I did find it to be kind of a superficial movie. Like there's not really a whole lot of character development very threadbare plot you could say but i mean i could i could see why people were like kind of raving about the movie and about the art character because uh i mean it was mean-spirited as fuck and the kills were definitely beyond typical slasher movie kills where i was talking about this with a, a friend who like hated both movies but he was like you know, if you had, like, classic slasher icons like Freddy and Jason and Michael, they would tell Art to just calm the fuck down and, like, just lay off of the brutality a little bit because he goes, like, so over the top with some of the stuff that he does. Um, I think maybe what, as far as the reports of people fainting with the second one or throwing up, um, I suspect it has to do with, like, all of the eye trauma and the facial mutilations because those things are just not... Um, I popular in slasher films with audiences but i think it uh it works for these films because it's so disgusting that it really like for with, with the first film it compensated for like how weak the plot was because it's like oh this is disgusting uh so i, I thought it it worked um i i do like the second the second film they they definitely up the ante with the kills like i felt like the special effects were better there was actual character developments um i do have some complaints that you know about because i've joked about them in our group chat um 
but I, I do think it's in a lot of ways um, a stronger film, although I'll definitely, I'll definitely get into specifics of what I, you know, really liked and really didn't like later, but um, yeah, I, I, I was entertained by this. Yeah, for me, I was, um, when I hear about people like fainting or being sick or when they're showing like audience reactions, um, I'm always like, okay, now I think the people, this is my theory, don't know any data as to whether this means anything, but my theory on stuff like that is these are your more casual watchers mm -hmm. who maybe heard of like, you know, like they watch horror, but not like we watch horror. You know, like, mm -hmm. I'll watch Society and eat pizza. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, we watch horror, like, almost like it's our job. And it kind of sort of is, in a weird way. That we don't get paid for, but, you know. You know, so <laughs> we we all are big horror fans. So, like, I knew that I wasn't going to faint. I knew I wasn't going to throw up. And, you know, um, I laugh at Gore. We, we've talked a couple of times. Like, we went to see Evil Dead reboot, which was, like, you know, pretty grisly, I guess. But, I mean, we were laughing and people were getting up and moving from us because they were like, these people are crazy. I laugh at Gore. I thought it was hilarious. I was laughing, like, the bedroom kill with the arm. I was like, <laughs> you're fucking kidding me with this shit. You know, um, and uh, so so we were fucking cracking up. And we watched it with our son, who was, like, digging it, too. So, you know, I think that those people are maybe more casual watchers or like, hey, this is a good Halloween movie. You know, this is a scary movie. Let's go see it. And and then maybe they don't have the constitution or the the history of of watching these kinds of movies. Well, I think I think part of it too is that a lot of more modern, you know, what we would call horror films, um, they're more tame. Well, elevated horror uh, is a little different, more psychological. Yeah. Although we mm -hmm. are getting gore films back, yeah, you know, but, there's a renaissance. But I think also too, to be fair, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think there's a, there's a lot that's that's kind of numbed the senses for a lot of these people. And so like what they would see, like scream, the new scream, you know, and that's horror to them. And, you know, wasn't overly gory at all. And then, so it's like, Oh, I like horror. So I'm going to go see this new terrifier too. And then it's just like, fuck. <laughs> Never seen some shit like right. this. And I was going to say like, you, you know, people like us, cause like you said, we, we grew up on these things. We've been watching them enough. I mean, Honestly, like I said earlier, this this is no different from Dead Alive or from a Hatchet right. movie or Party's even over. right or even if you want to like go to the Friday like Jason goes to hell because that's like the gory like this it's the violence is really no different from that. I mean, is again is it a little bit, little bit over the top? Sure. Are it they, goes on but, like about ten seconds longer. Right, but I mean, also too, and and I think this also, but that also works for the charm of the film too because I mean. You know, it's it's no small feat that this thing came out with zero hype. It was made for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars by it's nine all, people. Nine but, people yeah. did the whole thing. Yeah, which Damian Leone did the special effects himself. I mean, they they pretty much had the budget for this. They only had to go on Indiegogo to kind of do more for the bedroom kill because they were like, "Oh, well, we can do more for this. We're in a <laughs> pandemic, and I can I can really like beef this thing up." Sure, I'll go on and do that. And that I bedroom mean, kill, they stretched that the fuck out. Oh, well, they, they really did. They really one. did. And I was just like, "All right." I mean, but and, I mean, and again, that, but that I, took but, some it, balls. But, it, but it worked. But it worked yeah. for it. You know what I mean? And then you know the fact that again, this movie only cost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to make. It's gross ten million, which for any other movie that'd be like considered a flop, but for this, it's a little slasher that could because word of mouth, you know, 
has really helped this movie kind of transcend. And I think, I think now, and and again, I know because like I've been talking about it for the past two years since I've been on here, like, you know, we're trying to make our own thing here with this thing. But I think now this actually might help us to be able to do sticks and stones because I think we're going to see a groundswell of these kind of films coming out that now we don't need Hollywood. We don't Mm -hmm. need studio backing at all to, to make these movies and they can come out exactly how we want them to come out. Fuck the MPAA or MPA now, whatever the fuck they're called. We don't need them anymore. This came out completely 100% unrated. For all intents and purposes, this is Leone's director's cut of the film. I mean, at, at the, the time frame, what is it, two and a half hours that, that it runs? And even still, it's it's still going strong in the theater. People are still going to see this, and it's still selling out. Every weekend, it's adding another million to, to its uh, box office intake. And then with the debut on Screenbox, Screenbox. that's adding millions. Right. So I like I today. and then I and then I saw um too it's already up for pre-order on on Amazon and Best Buy has an exclusive for the 4K and Walmart actually has a steelbook exclusive and the the pre-orders are already through the roof for the for this film for people to own it. Yeah. So, you and know. I know something about that and I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. And I and honestly I I mean again as as a filmmaker like to me like this this was 100% like I think like like the kick in the pants that I think now every independent filmmaker is going to go out there and be able to finally. And now I feel like now because of the success of this film, I think that people are going to have easier time maybe now getting their, their budgets from investors, because that was the one thing with this movie too, was, I mean, I mean, you don't know if you guys know, I'm sure, sure you guys do. A lot of the major studios came calling. They wanted terrifier. They wanted the rights for Art the Clown. But do we want Hollywood involved? But that was but that was the thing was that Damian Leone knew. He said they were going to water it down. It wasn't going to be what you know the 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 vision that he had for this. Plus, he would have lost all the rights for it. He knew he was sitting on a gold mine. So for the fact of him that he went and got private investors to to do this, did the Indiegogo for the? I mean, the the guy became a millionaire literally in a weekend. Yeah, first opening weekend for this because he was the one that profited more than anybody else. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because although, that, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, the fact that I read the other day that somebody had, and I know it's jokingly, but had submitted this to the Oscars. Did yeah, but that? yeah, and and the Oscars are like, and the place. Oscars are, but and the Oscars are playing along with it too. Like they're right. they're like in on the joke with it, right? But, <laughs> I mean, be, because of the success of this, I'm sure you guys saw the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey that that's coming out. It's getting a one night. I would suspect this is going to be an ongoing thing now where we're going to start seeing these these films coming out like this in theaters unrated to packed houses. Yeah. Where we can make these movies for 100,000, 200,000, maybe even three, like even the budget of Halloween, the original for 330,000 and gross millions of dollars within within an opening weekend. Yeah. And build and and all all from what from word of mouth and a trailer on YouTube. So I mean this I mean really this is this generation's Evil Dead. This this I mean honestly I was, I was make that comparison. And I was I was you know one of the one of the final conversations that I had with with Yvonne um, before you know what happened happened. Um, we were talking about that. I was you know and, and Ian too. We were like you know this this honestly became like. I guess this can be added to the mix of like a, a Bible, like another another chapter in the, in, a, in, a, in the independent filmmaker's Bible, where you know you have Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you have Evil Dead, you have Halloween, um, 
uh, clerks would be would be in there. You know what I mean? This movie now can officially be added to that to that list. Even Night of the Living Dead. Obviously, we know we know that that would be in there too. I can't forget that. But you know, for for all intents and purposes, now for the modern generation, yes, this this is the new blueprint for how you can successfully make your film without bending over backwards to a studio or or Hollywood and basically giving Hollywood the middle finger saying, fuck you, we don't need you. Like this is the kind of film I feel like if Tarantino didn't have to worry about back, like this is the kind of shit he would he he probably loved this movie too. Yeah. Knowing him, he probably was like all aboard this this shit on, yeah. on this train. So not enough feet. All of that. <laughs> All Stephen the- King, I think Stephen King tweeted about it. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah, Stephen yeah, King was giving a glowing reviews and um, Mike Flanagan, Mike, Mike, Mike Flanagan and Mike like Brown. literally everybody's like, you know, a lot of like the horror heavyweights are like, you know, you got to see this movie. Yeah, you like you got to see this movie. Um, <laughs> the only thing I think I think is kind of funny that um, they when Chris Jericho's. <laughs> Cameo. I loved his cameo. <laughs> so, I loved it. She got very excited when she saw. So okay, so like I, I obviously because you know Crystal, you and I love wrestling still, um, but you can absolutely one hundred percent tell this was when Jericho had already bulked up and yes. was not working out, and because now he looks completely different when you watch AEW, like he's back in shape. He's yeah, cut, yeah. this he's was back. his. This this this, this was his uh, yeah the, the, this this was his COVID freshman fifteen definitely oh. <laughs> yeah, for this this was, not, this was not him in Black Klansman yeah because everybody everybody were like in the theater was like yo why does Chris Jericho look so 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 fat and I'm like <laughs> I had to be the one I said a lot enough I was like dude this is when he like was during like the during the pandemic on AEW yeah. when they didn't have live audiences he didn't give a shit he's like he's like that brain it. jelly he's eating yeah yeah yeah, with yeah. The, with the eye, yeah exactly so I was over here screaming when he popped up I was like rock and roll <laughs> and of course and of course of course of course when when Felissa popped up on the screen you know like like from both sides like I got I got like I I could, I'm looking straight ahead, and I, I felt the looks. Everybody just looked at me. They're like, "Yeah, your girl, your girl's right there." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I knew, I knew she was in it <laughs> with that voice because yeah. she's because she's yeah. kind of loud." Well, there was there was a whole whole slew of cameos there because you had her, Tamara Glenn. You had um, uh, the kid from um, um, oh, Cobra Kai, Gorman, and then you had uh, uh, Larusso. Yeah, from Cobra Kai. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's, and, a, that's and, who he was. I couldn't fucking yeah. I was like, who is that kid? Yeah. And Tamara Glenn from Halloween 5. She was yeah. the one that when, when Art locked the door to the magic shop or the, the costume shop. Yep. Yeah. Okay, uh, so Erica, let's hear from you. Oh, man. Um, I know there's something that you specifically would like to talk about. <laughs> well, um, I was not a fan of the whole clown cafe dream sequences. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like they could have been cut down to be much shorter or maybe just left out. It's like, um, at least leave out the fucking song. Just leave it out. <laughs> fucking I don't need to hear that much song. Just I felt like it. she was just making up words after a poem. Like, this has gone on so long, she's run out of lyrics. You know what, too? I feel like it was kind of, like I said, because I, I, I they they knew this was coming out in theaters no matter what <laughs> so they were just he was just like fuck it like it, it clear okay that much i'll give you guys this honestly could have been cut and it could have been like an extended scene like on the blu-ray or the dv whatever but i i i got the joke and i <laughs> and i feel like that was a that was a knock at pennywise for all like the um in the first movie of of, of it chapter one like when like the 
the children's television show, I feel like that was like, fuck mm-hmm. you. We're, 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 we're actually going to show it. I have you know a different I mean? theory, but I want to hear what Erica has come up with. Or if oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have a theory about it. I just think that um, the film would have like been better and been better paced without it. Like um, for this movie to be like two hours and 18 minutes is maybe a bit excessive. Well, twenty minutes of it was the clown scene. Yeah, the clown cafe. Yeah. Yeah, and then they they foisted that song on us again in the end credits. Yeah, I was like, oh, (laughs) oh, I well, Andre had a theory about this, but it kind of ties in with the um the after or like mid credits end credits scene that's at the end. Uh, but like Andre saw this before I did, so my my friend Andre Iskanov, but. And then, like the next the next day, he got like deathly ill. He was like afraid he had COVID again. He's like, the fucking clown cafe killed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, but he says, yeah, like I hear if you like just like scream, you know, cut, 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 yeah, you know, like about twenty times, the director will appear, and then you can ask him why he put this fucking clown cafe in the movie. <laughs> uh, so that that was his theory. I don't have like a theory per se. Just I feel like they could have not had it. <laughs> now I have an off the wall theory that I came up with on the 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 twenty minutes that it went on. Um, I was like, I feel like this is maybe like the Cheddar Goblin, like as in Mandy <laughs> of this movie. Yeah, I really feel like that was kind of a bit of the joke was like, you know, because we see all that shit happen in Mandy. And unfortunately, we had a wonderful Mandy episode. It was right after my back surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, year and a half ago. And and that was when our hard drive went down. We lost like 20 episodes. But but the Cheddar Goblin scene in that happens after all this extreme violence and whatever. And then we just get this Cheddar Goblin commercial that's like, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm crazy about it. But it was only like a couple minutes. This went on for twenty minutes. It's almost like did you guys ever see Run Ronnie Run? Yes. With the 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 kick in the cunt um Jack Black, <laughs> where all of a sudden there's like this weird interlude where it's like Mary Poppins, but it's Jack Black singing a kick in the cunt. That's that's one hundred percent this, but it's extended. So if you can't yeah, so if you've never like... seen Run Ronnie Run, watch it. It's David Cross like at his finest. I love yeah. that cross. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it. so I felt like it was it was this film sort of uh, nod to Cheddar Goblin in a way because Cheddar Goblin went like super viral and then Joe Bob parodied it and all of that. Right. So that was my theory on the Clown Cafe. Plus, you know, we had to find a way to make our magical sword, <laughs> our magical sure. sword. I have a word about that. Yeah, um, I do too uh, later. But let's hear from you on that, and then we'll go to David Crystal. I feel like that that whole like the costume and the sword thing. It's like, are they for some bizarre reason doing a nod to Wishmaster Three, which was a suck ass movie? <laughs> uh, but I mean, with that whole thing, you have like Archangel Michael showing up to destroy the Jin or or to defeat him anyway, and like the the lead girl's you know Sienna's costume is like this like a sexy archangel michael and there's this magical sword that's the only thing that can kill art uh it's like this is this is odd and then it's never explained all that well other than it's something that her a character that her dad uh made up or maybe had some sort of psychic visions about or or that kind of thing it's like this movie has a lot of loose ends i I think 
Yeah, what was the, uh, the the joke that Joe Bob made about something else? Like this movie has more loose ends than last call at a John Waters party or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But I feel like I'm I'm hoping that I mean I get the feeling that they're just setting it up to do a Terrifier three, and I'm hoping they explain some of this stuff because they just leave Amen. a lot of stuff like way too. Open I mean, he pretty much already confirmed there's going to be a three and a four. So okay. yeah, I yeah I have some 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 things i'm going to say about that later um dave and crystal, crystal? um i was gonna, i was going to chime in with the clown cafe stuff so it went on entirely way too long yes um but i enjoyed it because i could see the scenery around it and see kind of like the tribute they did to disney because the clown cafe font is in the oswald font <laughs> and it's also um like the black and white, um, the black and white model that they have of art drawn on the food truck, if you will, um, is Coco the Clown inspired from Betty Boop. Um, so I enjoyed that. Um, but you know, the rest of it, they they could chomp chomp on the art cereal, Art Krispies, uh, for all I care. <laughs> but when she stuck her hand in the box and pulled it out. It just reminded me of, I think it's Saw 3. Yeah. With Amanda. Yeah. That's all it made me think of. And I was like, okay. And then she stuck her hand back in there. And I'm like, oh. And Dave was like, what is she doing? I'm like, she's getting a special prize. Yeah, and the see, special prize. And the whole time, Candy and I were like, just dump it on the fucking floor. What are you doing? Right. That's what I did. Pour it out. <laughs> That's what I did as a kid. I mean, I mean, just saying. But you know, somebody had to be a grasshopper wrangler. On this, that's somebody's job. Somebody's getting paid to wrangle grasshoppers. Do you know how much I did that in my childhood, just in the yard? What are you are country? <laughs> I am country, but but yeah, they uh, run from them. Me too. Now I saw a cricket outside yesterday, and that sucker was huge. It looked like it could have toted me off, but I kept. Oh, the beginning of the end. <laughs> but um, I, you know, I I enjoyed the clown cafe scene for what it was. But yes, it was too long. Um, I and I didn't need that jingle for that long, and I did yeah. not need the Pippi Longstockings look with not red hair. Uh, that yeah. kind of, you know, took me back to Halloween costumes when I was little. <laughs> and I, the one thing about the cafe scene too, speaking of loose threads, is they did the little bit with the nun calling attention to the homeless guy, and I thought, okay, they're going to maybe have something interesting to say there. No, just it's just there. It's just yeah. yeah I was like, yeah. so why? Okay. Yeah, and I was I was excited about the idea that maybe they were going to take it in an interesting direction there. And you know, well, you know, nothing kind, at all. That, that scene kind of remind me not that just the nun, but the whole clown cafe thing because you know she fell asleep watching the TV. It kind of reminded me of like a Freddy type thing, like a, a fever dream type. But yeah. yeah, the nun, I got nothing on because you could have if he was hungry. You could have given him the cereal and dumped it on his face and got sore. Speaking of, I think that might have answered the question because David Howard Thornton just put out they're actually releasing Art Krispies this weekend on the terrifiershop.com. Uh, <laughs> I'll pass. I, did they so snap, crackle, and hop? I don't, it says, it, part of your unbalanced breakfast, only available at terrifiershop.com. Glass, insects, razor blades, cereal, and special prize not included. Oh. <laughs> Yay. Just the box. Just the yeah. <laughs> But it's, it looks it looks like it's it looks like it's actual cereal, so I guess I guess we'll see. But I wouldn't fuck with it. 
you know, to go back <laughs> to go back to what I, Nico, I think it was you that said about you know that that this film establishes art as like one of the you know in a long line of slasher icons. You're gonna you're gonna he's gonna have a NECA figure. Absolutely. So yeah. Trick or Treat Studios already they're they're doing two. There's gonna be like a, a budget one for twenty bucks mm-hmm. that they're doing, and they did like a, a more higher end one for like hundred and forty where there's like, you know, the bloody variant. So they they're already working on that. Actually, I, I've already seen it whenever Funko does like their Funko Ween announcements, Art the Clown has been like the most requested Funko pop. Yeah. So I'm yeah. actually surprised that Damian Leone hasn't um, jumped all over this. This and guy's I know... probably like really confused, trying to figure out. Like, I'm suddenly really rich, and I'm <laughs> trying to figure out what I'm doing. I'm gonna go like spend a hundred thousand dollars on hookers and blow. Well, I know, I know like, um, like what I'm doing. Calls, I'm sure. I know. Um, uh, like my my buddy Rick from uh, that owns Terror Threads. They have the license for the original um, Terrifier film. They do. So, um, and I I went on just to get a T-shirt, and I and I got one in time, and I didn't want anything like actually just a terror. I just wanted to start the clown on it. And I locked out and got the one with him just holding the scalpel. And that literally within five minutes after I ordered it was completely sold out. My friend was going to get me the other um, Terrifier because they, they have a, a, a mock-up like mash of um, Art the Clown and Scarface, like a Scarface like Terrifier shirt. I was like, all right, because I kind of need that because I love Scarface. And she was like, it's sold out. I'm like, what do you mean yeah. it's sold out? So I went on and looked and I was like, holy shit, like literally every single Terrifier shirt was sold out. This was wow. after like the few days after I had seen it on that Sunday. Um, he said that they actually just released today. They're doing an Art the Clown like Christmas like mashup where he kills Santa on the <laughs> on the T-shirt, and they even have an Art the Clown like holiday ugly like sweater style shirt <laughs> oh, nice. on there. So yeah. I mean, this this character has blown up pretty. Yeah. Well, how how long until? Everyone's like, "Oh, we're so, art's so done," you know. That's so last. Year. Oh, give it until like, give it ten years. It's yeah, usually it, about the expiration date. Give it How until give it? it until the like the the third movie or fourth movie yeah. when they start well, rebooting. Well, it, well, it depends <laughs> on what they do because you know this is Gen Z's uh, Michael or Jason. Or right. Freddy, yeah, this is this is their horror icon. This is the one. Yeah, and I just want to say quick face. this is why I have yeah, the, fuck Ghostface. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Can I before go ahead? I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna go on a thing. So, all I was gonna say quick was, and this is then I'll put my hand around to this. Um, I think one of the one of the big things for me for this film, I think why it worked for me more than the first one. This one actually had character development. This one actually had a story. (laughs) Don't make wait. (laughs) Sorry, no, no, no. And and we're we're gonna piggyback in a second because I I promise you we're gonna have two different takes on this. Um, because to me it it just felt like the the first movie was just gore for gore's sake, which I mean, exactly. We're not we're not pansies when it comes to gore i mean we we grew up on this like whatever like we grew up with like tom savini and rick baker and you know right. dick miller and rob botin you know we we have even KMB. like we grew up on these so like we're not little pussies when it comes to like gore but you know there, there kind of has to be a fine line where you, you got to be going somewhere with it and i think that was the biggest flaw of the first movie was okay you have this charismatic villain in art the clown but where was it going nowhere right and i think that that was the 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 biggest and and, and i guess you know because that was like the biggest criticism that i saw that people were like you know we love it but where, where what the fuck was it? there was no plot to this movie this one actually has a plot 
as far-fetched as it is, but I mean, you're talking about a clown that gets resurrected at the end and comes back and somehow has an eyeball and, and, and you know, the head is, I don't know. Cause I mean, I know it was brain was shown in the beginning and then it, then it wasn't, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I just rolled with it. So I was whatever, but I think that, that was probably the key thing. And then the, I think one of the main things that really helped, they gave him a final girl finally. Yeah. Because Thanks, every, Anna, yeah. yeah, every single um, slasher icon has that one. Although there's it. Vicky, but, <laughs> but, um, what I was going to say is was about characters. Uh, if I could just do this really quick, um, we did have growth. We did have story. We and I did care about Sienna and Jonathan. Um, you know, um, Sienna was a likable character, whereas like we didn't even know the characters enough in the first Terrifier to give two fucks about him. Mm-hmm. We're just like, how the, how's this person going to die? Is it going to be cool? Um, but uh, I think the the story with the father, I wish there would have been more of that and not just sprinkled within. Like, well, uh, if you think about it enough, well, he had a brain tumor and he got really abusive and that's why she's so fucked up, which brings me to fucking Brooke. That fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. She uh, drugged her friend. Now, I, my former best friend, um, everybody was dropping acid and I did not like, I didn't want to do acid ever again. And so she put one in my my Coke. And so she dosed me um, with a hallucinogen. It's a fucked up thing to do. And it's like, if you went to a bar and somebody did that, it's a crime, bitch. Like, it's a crime. So I had (laughs) some thoughts about Brooke. And so so the thing is, is that's where we really get most of the story about the dad is from Brooke is when Sienna's off looking for her brother at the, the abandoned carnival or whatever. And she's like, then Brooke tells us in her bitchy fucking way, and she's like, I can't believe she freaked out. I just gave her half a molly, and we're gonna snort some coke and whatever, and no wonder she's so fucked up. I'm like, I hope this bitch dies real soon. <laughs> she's a cunt. And so, um, you know, her other friend, Allie, who, you know, infamous bedroom scene, must be seen. Has, you, you have to see this, guys. Uh, I, I can't even go into how great that scene is. Can I, can I just say too, real quick, what the hell did Allie do to deserve that entire? She didn't. Why did she do that? That should have been like. Reversed. I would have much more Brooke? preferred to see Allie and Sienna going on further than fucking Brooke. But Brooke, Brooke is the one who does give us the bulk of the dad's story yeah. because the dad buys Sienna the sword, draws the character. But then Jonathan has had his sketchbook all this time and sees the drawings of Art the Clown. So it's sort of like his brain tumor, which I had to figure out, oh, he had a brain tumor because Brooke tells us that right before she dies. But, but couldn't Allie do the same thing? They could have just switched the characters. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Where, where, was, where was the fun? She didn't, you know, Allie wasn't going to like, you know, completely dope her. Or that's true. That's true. I mean, I, I get it, but I'm saying, but bitch. shit, like, I was Allie, glad to see that bitch Allie did, Like Ali, like I don't know. It's almost like that Jordan meme where he's like, and I took that personally. It's like, damn, I, yeah, I <laughs> took that personally. Give um, him the but, fucking candy next time. But but the but Brooke's death is. Um, we went and saw a triple feature for Halloween of classic horror films. It was Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday Thirteenth, uh, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, while Texas Chainsaw Massacre was on, I kept kind of looking at the other screen at Terrifier, and I saw one of the scenes that makes people faint or vomit, which is the chest cavity, you know that part. And I was like, I hated that bitch so much. I was like, do it again. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> like she drugged her and talks about her being crazy, and then she's talking about how troubled her life was, and then calls her crazy again. I'm like, fuck this bitch. But yes, I did. I did really like that. I just wish there would have been more of the dad's story and maybe given to us in in a different way. So I took that personally. By the way, we're talking <laughs> about the gore scenes, and we're on that now. The mashed potato scene has been the one I've uh, seen the I most laugh online. So I love. Yeah, I laugh. I laugh so fucking so because <laughs> I hated that mom too. That bitch had it coming. She was too. a bitch, <laughs> but she wasn't a brook level bitch. So no. anyway, that was that's my. Yeah, my mom had on some that. anger management issues. Yeah, yeah she yeah. was pissed off about everything. She wouldn't get money. <laughs> the part that killed me was when she went out to the garage to clean her car and she just goes out there with like a towel and a fucking spray bottle like, like oh my, you need a new car well here's car the thing she thinks, she thinks her son did that and she's gonna clean it up right like, motherfucker you oh clean hell it up. no if my son did that yeah. I'd be like motherfucker right. guess, guess what you're doing was... this weekend yeah she, her character sucks I would never call my son a motherfucker but you know what I'm saying I'd be like listen <laughs> son, sir you're gonna clean this car our, all weekend and you're cleaning it have a rival yeah, because he was joking that the mom was like me, and I'm like, I bet not. I don't think I'm. I mean, I'm the disciplinarian, but I'm not that level. No. Right. I am not on that level. Absolutely not. Yeah, I think he was just extremely bitter after like all the stuff their family had, had been through, and just was just too hard on everyone. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it like totally hate her. I <laughs> she was just I mean, a little I didn't hate her, but I thought she was a little much. Yeah, definitely. I tried to think like a mom in her position, you know? I did, I did try to do that. And and the film let me do that. You know, it did give us time with these characters to let me do that. So that was, I think, notes that he, that Damien Leone got from the first film. You know, he, he listened and he applied them. Yeah. <laughs> Which resulted in a better That's film. what I mean, yeah. Like, he, he really took, took heed of, like, the, the criticism that, that people were bitching about because I mean again I this this was like a massive improvement with the first one so absolutely um Dave and Crystal um so I was gonna touch base uh a as soon as Brooke popped up at, at the high school like cafeteria scene and started talking I was like that bitch is dying <laughs> um <laughs> but then you know I was trying to think of why art's so angry and vengeful and, and then it came to me Motherfucker has a wet suit on because he didn't stick it in the dryer. He's going commando <laughs> and his ass is chafing. Like, <laughs> commando and you know just the nutsack is just. Can we talk point. about real quick too the how that that poor bastard has no ass and it's not even like <laughs> well, you were I checking mean, it out like it's just like it's like Hank Hill ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. oh, no sorry. wonder he's I'm... angry too. We ain't got no no fucking donk, no, no no cake, nothing. It was like <laughs> no, that, he that has poor no bastard. Cake. Bless his heart. He looks like a frog that stood up and put pants on. So I thought he looked kind of like a, an inspiration was taken from some of like Marilyn Manson's Mechanical Animals era. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. A well, you we you especially see that in Terrifier One when he puts the woman's you know vest oh, yeah. on, right, and, and her right. and her hair. And he's we we looked at each other. We were like, it looks like the fucking cover of Mechanical Animals. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean. He just, you know, he he's wet and he's chafing and bless his heart. He needed some of that body glide stuff um, and he didn't have it. But the whole scene at the costume store, I was screaming, oh, Ricky, poor Ricky. Come on, Ricky. Don't do this, Ricky. Yeah, um, that's what I was doing. I'm like, Ricky, come on. No. <laughs> yeah, poor dude. And then Zoltar, 
was in the background. Yep. And I was so excited and I was screaming about it. And Dave was like, what? They had to cover then, the Z. <laughs> right, right. And uh, and then the only other thing I was wondering was in the house, in, in Sienna's house, that kitchen hasn't been remodeled since 1970. Like, what the fuck, mom? Like, <laughs> hey, shit, I was growing up. 70. My shit was like that. It was like some 1950s shit because it had not been renovated. We were poor. Well, well, yeah. Well, dad didn't die in the 70s. Dad only died like, you know, it's ambiguous, but, you know, like within a year or two. Uh, and I'm, they didn't I'm look like, rich. Right. And, and I'm just sitting there like, who still has a fan on the side of the house for the stove? Like, I'm just, I'm looking at this thing. See, adult problems, first world problems. I'm looking at that. Plus, you know, all of the body parts caving in and just putting your hand through them. I'm like, "Mm, that don't quite happen like that. But Damien Leon made um, the Ninth Circle, which is Art the Clown's first appearance, so that he could have a showcase for his special effects skills. And then that got him All Hallows Eve, which got him Terrifier and then Terrifier 2. Yeah. Um, So... Uh, he did put this, you know, on showcase. He, he he was trying to show his skill, which, you know, compared to some of the greats, he he's doing a good job. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, personally, that's what I think. I'd just like to take a minute to talk about one of my favorite characters, and that's the little creepy clown girl. Yeah, the, 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 the little the little pale girl, I think, is what she is what she's known as. Pops up in that laundromat and shits all over the floor. <laughs> And, and yeah. like when when he looks over and he sees her and that she's got her head tilted and she's got that fucking cheesy ass grin and then she just straight up shits all over the floor and he cleans it up for her though and I'm like what the fuck are we watching like what is going on here <laughs> I was like oh well, shit there's gonna be two of them <laughs> I mean because I've I've actually I've, I've interviewed him before and obviously if you saw the pictures from the from the premiere he's wearing the the Joker that was joker and harley quinn that's that's all that that really was because he's yeah. a huge he's a huge comic book fan like the joker especially mm-hmm. he's always said like he he wants to get into doing voiceovers and do more more physical comedy and i think for me that that's actually what worked with this also yeah speaking of physical comedy too and like the comedy bit my favorite scene in this entire movie is that entire sequence in the costume shop oh yeah when he's, when he's putting on the sunglasses <laughs> I actually laughed, and I never laugh at clowns. I uh, like when he sees her down, like in the in the. He just kind of like he's like you know leaned up against the thing, and like he like just very quickly just like raises his eyebrows. Yeah, <laughs> and then like he doesn't move. He just he just chills there, and then he starts fucking with the sunglasses. And when he's doing like, and I think like the the scene with the noisemaker that was like a big like middle finger to the Tim Curry. It, mm. which yeah. which was great I, th- I thought that was great that was or, or an homage whatever you want to call it and i feel like the scene when he was like creeping over slowly <laughs> but surely with the horn i felt like that was like his homage to the hallway scene and the mask with jim carrey Bruh. <laughs> when he's like yeah. trying to chase like the yeah like that because he he's often said he's like his his background isn't in horror he's actually more physical comedy like buster keaton style like that's what he well he like, actually was a mime yeah yeah like he actually studied all of that and he he's very like comedic and his impressions by the way like if you guys ever get the chance like i'm gonna see him this weekend at monster mania um his impressions are like fucking spot on like he is like on point with the impressions so if you guys ever yeah. meet him, like have him do impressions. Like he's really good at them. 
Yeah, yeah, he had said that he took inspiration for this um, physical comedy of uh, Groucho Marx and um, can't remember the other one. Charlie Chaplin. No, but that that was basically his inspiration for uh, Art the Clown. Like the even when when like the, the characters being hurt, like you never once hear him grunt or groan or moan or nothing. Mm-hmm. Everything is and like specifically film, even um, when he's being when injured he gets himself, that spike he in the foot. Yeah, okay. that, that's what I mean. And like even like like the laundromat scene, which is also a funny ass scene, when he's reading the the, the paper and he's like he's laughing hysterically at, no at, at reading of the paper about a about a family getting killed or whatever the fuck you're like damn you're fucked up but like that kind of works for you and when the mom comes in and sees poor ali all completely <laughs> fucked yeah. up and he's like miming that he's like yeah like that exactly like that's funny as shit or when he has the mom's head as like the candy bowl in the next scene yeah, and he I smacks the fucking and he smacks like I, like that's i think that's thing too that worked for this is that it's more comedic and i think that worked for it too yeah <laughs> he's having a good time yeah. yeah, and you you could tell like he's one hundred percent like invested in this character. He's living his to... best afterlife. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it takes me back to the conversation we had um, with Grady Hendrix, where he's like, you know, uh, Freddie is having a good time. He enjoys what he does. Yeah, you know, he, that's why the quips and and you know he's a, he's pretty funny because he's having fun. He's having a good time. Yeah, and when you compare the art, the clown in Terrifier Two versus Art the Clown and Terrifier 1, you can see that, you know, as an actor, he expounded on his creativity much more in Terrifier 2, the pantomiming and, you know, the physical comedy and things like that. He, You see it so much more. And I know, you know, for our son, like, I think that's what he liked about it the most was, you know, aside from the violent deaths and the gore and all that stuff, He's was, definitely our child. It was his reaction, you know, Art's reaction to it. You know, like he's all grinning and laughing and, you know, <laughs> making these funny faces and stuff like that. And it it really gives it a sense of, of like, how evil and vile he really is. It, it reminds me a little bit of, you know, Freddy Krueger, like I yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having a little fun. Um, before we get to Dave and Crystal, uh, I want to hear from Erica. Oh, God. I mean, I know you guys have already said it, but holy hell, that bedroom scene. Definitely my favorite in the movie. And the, I love the costume shop scene, uh, too. But the bedroom scene, it's just so savage. And you think it's over because they edit to a totally different you know, character. And then they come back to it and it's still going. <laughs> it's like, still going. Oh, God. It's just like, and she's still alive. Just like, what the hell? Yeah. When he leaves and he comes walking back in with the bleach and the salt, and you're just like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Jesus Christ!" Yeah, I mean, it was just like, "Oh my god, dude, damn." He's really. And then the 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 mom comes in, and then it's like, after another edit away, the mom comes home, and it's like, "Oh my god!" Just like it's, uh, yeah, they they really just they took that like really far. Um, It it kind of made me think of like uh, some films like from uh, the early 80s that were not very popular at the time because they were so uh, sadistically violent like maniac would be one mm-hmm. and there is a scalping oh, great example too. and uh what's the other one the the fulci one was it uh manhattan baby there's a lot of eye slashing in that if i yeah. if that's yeah. the one i'm thinking of fulci is known for his his eye damage he loved his yeah, zombie yeah 
Yeah, that's true. true. And I pick one of his most tame films. <laughs> <laughs> which, we, which, you know, which we loved. Yeah. I love Don't Torture a Duckling. Uh, but we are going to cover that, I promise. Um, nice. So, Crystal and Dave. Uh, the, um, so we were going on about how the, the effects are mostly practical, and they look great for the most part. There are some times you're like, okay, that's a little rubbery, and the blood, the color of the blood was off. But there's this, there's a two scenes specifically where he says they did use CGI, and one of them was Rick, the um, costume store attendant, when he's holding up his severed head, they CGI'd his actual face. And I remember watching that, seeing, wow, that's a really good effect. I think they did mm -hmm. a really good job with that. It doesn't look CGI, it just looks no. real. And the other one was um, Allie's um, eye when her mom walks mm -hmm. in. That was actually her eye that they CGI'd in there. But that's hard, harder to notice because, you know, it's just blood and there's and skin, so much but, to look at <laughs> yeah. but i remember yes. i remember watching it the um when he holds up the uh costume store's attendant's head i thought wow that's a great effect and it was probably that was digital but the rest of it's all practical Two, like i said two varying levels of effective some of the some of the uh, some of the practical effects you can you can kind of like all right that's not so great yeah right. when, when he when he gets uh, rick in the head with the hatchet the blood that comes out is more orange than red and mm -hmm. it's, it looks like it looks like dawn of the dead levels of orange need to blood. have tom sabini <laughs> give him the formula <laughs> yeah but but uh, but, uh, but i thought the few instances of cgi were really great yeah mm -hmm. um, um yeah talking about effects uh am i interrupting did was somebody saying something Okay. Um, the effects, I was going to say, you know, for 250K, we got to keep in mind, um, now my biggest nitpicks are probably with the effects, that I don't hate them. I thought that they were effective. Um, you know, you could tell that it was like a lot of fun. Uh, probably, I'm, I'm sure the actors were having fun with it and just, you know, and I think that Damien Millian was doing like, you know, a pretty good job, like for what he was doing but like tom savini's written books about this shit and he does and and like so many things um in in his past films you know in the early 80s he was making shit for like a quarter um and it was just like on the fly and so it's like there are things that can be done very very effectively that look expensive but aren't so i mean i think that you know when we get terrifier three which we are um at least three and and four is I have been confirmed, like Nico said, but I wanted to give you guys and and listeners a little spoiler alert. Um, if you are pre-ordering or plan to buy the Blu-rays or or any of that, uh, Leone said, you know, he had so much that he wanted to do with this movie, and it was already too long. He was already writing three as he was doing two, you know, writing two. So in but kind of before he made an official decision to do it. He, in the commentary uh, that he does on the Blu-ray editions of Terrifier 2 that will be coming out, there are spoilers for three. He said hmm. he did it on accident because he hadn't, he wasn't exactly <laughs> sure yet. So if you want spoilers, listen to that commentary when you get that Blu-ray. So, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be skipping the commentary. I, I mean... Right. Spoilers don't bother me. I'll be like, hey. <laughs> yeah, you'll be one up on the game. You're like, I already know. But I, I do feel like, like I'm going to get Andre, surprised. Yeah, like Andre spoiled most of the movie for me, and it mm. was still <laughs> just like so off the wall that it didn't really spoil it for me. It's like, okay. <laughs> right, yeah. 
even even spoiled the end credit scene for me and i was still just like like what the hell is this (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so that was another thing i wanted to bring up really quick is that Basically, Art is a demon clown. He's, he's a demon entity. And so what Leone did with this story in two is to, um, he said, well, if it's a sort of like alternate, you know, we've got a demonic clown, you know, this sort of supernatural demonic thing. So there has to be a supernatural, de- you know, good. And that is Sienna, her character. We got the magic sword that revives her you know, brings her back to life and is able to effectively sort of, I guess, kill Art. But we know that uh, if you watch that, end, I don't know, it's not even end credits, it's made credit scene where uh, Vicky from the first film, uh, I don't even know if I should talk, I don't know what to say about that scene. <laughs> I really, I'm kind of at a loss. It was so patchet crazy, I mean, but, I mean, yeah, it was, it, it was so. fucking insane. Mm-hmm. And the nurse is the chick who sings the Clown Cafe song, if that makes anybody... Erica, does that make you feel better? No. She had this witness that, there's a Clown Cafe bed. No. Is the nurse? No. Give the nurse a bad name. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Crystal, Dave, you guys have your hands up? Uh, yeah, it's me. Crystal? Um, it, art really defines the whole, the quiet ones have the most to say. Uh and watch out for the quiet one. <laughs> he really, he really defines that. Um, but I also wanted to know if anybody else noticed that Sierra's mandala that she has on the wall is penisism. Oh, I did I not did notice not. that oh. that at all. I wasn't looking. I guess. Well, they shot. They shot to it. They pan over it. And you're you're really supposed to be looking at like her costume or something. Which I was. <laughs> right. But the circle beside it that's a coloring page, that's a mandala, is penises. <laughs> I was like, oh, they put dicks in this movie. Yeah, speaking of dicks in this movie. Oh, yeah. There was another dick in this movie. There yeah. was. Yeah, there was. Was. There was. was. There was a wingy one. That's past, past tense. Yeah. <laughs> was. There was. There wasn't, there, I mean, technically, wasn't. it was. It still existed for you know. I mean, I could feel I my mean, testicles trying to ascend <laughs> during that scene. Well, that's Literally. like me in Terrifier One when the chick gets you know hacksawed yeah. from the vagina to the head. I was yeah. like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna close my yeah. legs. Yeah. Yeah. We're not having sex Rubbed it all over the windshield. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but I mean, I'm not. He wasn't necessarily a bad person, but Brooke was. So I don't know how you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, by, by proxy by association yeah, yeah but so by proxy because he was fucking her so yeah. not anymore mm. well so. plus they did break the, the cardinal rule i mean they were doing drugs so you know they were doing right. the drugs and he and she drugged her friend which made me yeah, want her to friend. die immediately yeah. <laughs> yeah and then she tried to excuse it by i didn't know she was on xanax but yeah. she's so fucked up and she's so mentally disturbed Right. Because her dad died. I mean, what the hell's wrong with this bitch? <laughs> so, I wanted to fight her. So can I, I want to go into like some nitpicks. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so one of the nitpicks I had was, I mean, you know, we talked about, you know, loose ends, plot holes, you know, things like that. Um, I wish they would have expounded more on the dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wish I wish I would have known more about the dad. I feel like they were like 
like drawing me into this like story about the dad and then just leaving me fucking hanging. Um, and then the, my other nitpick is how aggressive he is with everyone else. But then with when it comes to Sienna and John, Jonathan, that he's it's like kid gloves. Mm-hmm. They got the cat of nine tail yeah, thing. But... That, right. I kept thinking that it was going to reveal that Art the Clown was the dad. I was thinking that's, that, too. That was the reason I thought they were there. Yeah. Which and, they may go in three. And they and it was in. like, you know, with when he was like, he had drugged Jonathan and used him to lure Sienna. He drugged him twice. Twice. Um, and then like, you know, at one point he's like chewing on his ankles. Yeah. And. You know, and like at any point, like I've seen this guy like, like stomp somebody's head into you know, a Nothing. million pieces. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen him break and rip somebody's <laughs> arm off. And, like a turkey leg. Right. And and so, like, you know, when he's dealing eat with... Faces. And eat faces. And so when he's dealing with these two, it's like he's just kind of, like, bitch-slapping them around. Yeah, like, and he like, threw Sienna just around. She well, was, like, I mean, pushing to her. Be, to be fair, it's very similar to Freddie and Nancy. Like, I mean, he tries to be aggressive, and he can't get aggressive. Even, like, her death scene in Dream Warriors is the most... Probably what, like the least glorious. It's like the most. I know, but it was like scene. sentimental because right. The legacy, but, but still, but look at look at how like tame like that 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 scene was too. I think that's probably what it is, is because you know it's like the Moby Dick Captain Ahab that they talk about in Behind the Mask, where you know when he's doing it, that that's basically it. This is his final girl, so he knows that this is like his going to be his biggest challenge. And she'll always be there to like thwart him when when the time comes, and I, and I think that that's probably why. Yeah. Plus, and, I mean, if we're, if we're being honest, it's the writing because like that's just how Leone wrote it. So well, yeah, I mean, it's, and made you us know, care about those characters the yeah, whole time. Right. So we needed them around longer. Yeah, and and okay, so you've given them plot armor, and I get that. You know, I, that's totally understandable. But you know, it's like if she's going to be the final girl, and she's going to be the one to thwart you every time, like. Like there should be like I don't know I I I thought maybe like he would inflict more violence on her to make it you know that much more meaningful when she's able to finally defeat him you know because it's like he's like he like he drowns the bitch I mean that's a the, one of the most violent ways to die did you know that mm-hmm. drowning is one of the most violent deaths you can have he did drown yes. her but the magical sword re- resurrected her yeah I the magical sword. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We need. Magical. Yeah, I need some more about that. So that I, was magical a, nine inches. <laughs> <laughs> Every uh, straight woman's dream. <laughs> Sean, to kind of piggyback off you, I, I, I think I think I think it's just enough, um, like breadcrumbs and whatever to kind of go into the third movie. Yeah, um, and that may be I mean, that may be the case. And and if so, cool. I'm on. And to be fair, like honestly, like the first movie, I mean, I I get like it picks up, and the only thing that really they they pick up from is that Vicky character. But really, there's like zero anything in that film that really like they they kind of lead into this like the second movie is almost like a standalone on, onto itself yeah, yeah exactly. the, the first movie really just doesn't i mean it exists because it 
needed to exist. Like, okay, here's what he's capable of, but watch Terrifier 2 instead. If you only have the choice, watch no. the second one. I mean, if, 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 you, if you're able to, just watch, like, the very end when he gets resurrected, like, in the... In the Because it literally picks up from that scene mm-hmm. yeah. in the second movie. So, I mean, if you're able to just watch the ending of that, watch that. And, and, then... and I didn't find anyone in the first one likable. No. No. Uh-uh. Not at all. Nobody. Loved, nobody. I love the first one, but if you haven't seen All Hallows Eve, you know, there's characters from that one that continue to the first one and are in this one. I have not seen that, so I have I not gotten that. around to yeah. it. We, I did. We watched Terrifier one right before we came in here to record. Yeah, because yeah. We, we've been so busy. There's been life's been hectic, easily. <clears throat> so we, yeah, we all Hallows Eve is great. Um, it, and it's a very small budget. You can tell it's very, very small. But there are characters from that one that persist, and so you're kind of following multiple storylines. Yeah, and uh, that was. Was that a different actor that played Arthur? Yeah, Clown? it was. Because yes. yeah. yes. that was. Remember, a... introduced David Howard Thornton in the first Terrifier. Right. Remember, it said that. Yeah, that was a different actor. Um, but you you still get the whole kind of creepy clown vibe and killer clown vibe from that one. Um, but uh, All Hallows Eve is actually an anthology, so there's a couple of stories right. in that movie. Um, but it's still kind of it's it's good for what it is and for what the budget was um but yeah it's great to see how this has grown and evolved and art the clown has grown and evolved and um i just think with uh sienna and jonathan he was kind of art was kind of like a cat playing with two trapped mice you know kind of keeping them alive and keeping them moving just to continue to fuck with them. And I think that's important because as we've talked about in other episodes with other films, um, gore means more when there are emotional involvement, when Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. happens. We have to be emotionally involved or care in in some capacity about the characters. And that's why Terrifier 1 is a little hollow for me because I don't give a fuck about any of those people. Couldn't care less. No, I'm gonna tell you, as somebody who has panic attacks, when you have, when you're scared, why are you so goddamn noisy? Like, you're walking silent. by yourself down a hallway. Don't tell them where you are. Yeah. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. So that pissed me off with Terrifier one, but it, it just everything seemed to flow so much better in this one. Uh, the the reaction seemed rather genuine to what was going on. You know, they weren't like overly noisy people it, that had no reason to be that fucking noisy like why why you gotta breathe like a fucking gay man like stop <laughs> stop and i will i will give kudos to you know the the set design and everything for this because i'm not a huge fan of multiple jump scares right we've talked about this before neither i do enjoy a good jump scare um if it, 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 it gets it gets the blood pumping um and there was one in in terrifier 2 that got me twice and it's so fucking cheesy. And it was that when they're walking through, I, it happened with, with Sienna and then it happened with Jonathan. When they're in the terrifier. When they're walking through the fucking terrifier and that goddamn, like, monster rat or whatever the fuck it is that yes. beast comes jumping out. And it got me both times. Got too. me both times. And I'm like, I'm like, that's fuck. why I don't go in those fucking things. Yeah. I like how Dave's pointing at me, but I literally jump at every fucking jump scare, no matter the movie. <laughs> like that was in my faces of a horror competition, like bio. Like I, I jump at 
every fucking thing. The music I steal myself because in most movies, mm-hmm. most movies music- will let you know. Yeah. They can yeah. kind of build up that tension. That was my problem with Barbarian. I'm not going to go on a tangent about that. But Barbarian seemed like one long build up to jump scares. Like, okay, here's 15 minutes of this. Can we know the jump scare is going to happen? Oh, there it is. And I don't even fucking care at this point. <laughs> but I finally watched Scream 2022 or, or whatever it was. Oh, or the or whatever the fuck. I watched half of it going to Tampa and half of it coming back and every jump scare got me, but they still <laughs> drew it out. And like every time they closed the fridge, I was like, where's the fucking jump scare? Yeah. 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 Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Waste of time. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was barbarian. There's my review of barbarian. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're going to, I did reach out on social media before I start reading some of those responses. Does anybody want to say anything else? Uh, I got one, one thing okay. real quick. Can we talk about the length of the brother's neck? This kid had a neck. Oh, wait, 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 wait. He to be fair. Seen, he, I, he's like a Maasai warrior, this kid. I guess we'll grow into it because I just every scene he's in, I can't stop looking at his neck. You know, maybe he grew up with the rings around his neck. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, wait. That kid's I, got a long ass I, neck. I knew that. I knew him since he was a kid. He uh-huh. he is 100% the spitting image of his father, Justin. Um, <laughs> his father is very tall, like very like skinny like that. like long. And that, like his mom, his mom is very short. So and not to knock yeah, that I don't, out. I don't mean to body shame. I apologize. No, I know, I know. But I'm saying head. like he is he because I again I've, I've known them since known him since he was a kid. And, you know, with, with the little punk people. But so the parents. first time you met him, did you say, God damn, that kid's got a long neck? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> because, like, say, he okay. was, it just, I, I didn't notice it until, like, you know, until the movie came out. And I was it's like, like when yeah. someone shows you a picture of their newborn, it's really ugly. You try to, like, oh. not, you try <laughs> to, like, not make that face. You're like, but as in, we were as calling as him a- Steve because if American, I love American Dad. Uh-huh. And the, the son in that, he looks like Steve. Yeah, Steve, if they do a lot. I was like, it's Steve. When this is over, I will show Dave Steve because he does not know who that is. But yes, you hit it on the nail. Yeah, I was like, it's Steve. (laughs) My first job was as as a studio photographer, and we did babies and children. (laughs) And, you know, I don't care whose baby it is. If it is a newborn, I'm so sorry. You may think it's the beautiful, most beautiful (laughs) baby in the world. It looks like an alien. And we had my best friend who worked with me there set me up and she was doing a photo shoot she's like oh my god you gotta look at this baby normally that means cute baby i came walking out and i looked at the baby and i went oh and turned around and ran <laughs> yeah newborns <laughs> like, are all wrinkly and, and he looked like a straight alien i was so sorry well, and she I mean, was, oh most, my god you most left me, look like ET. Like, you set me up <laughs> yeah. yeah my kids i love my kids and i think they're beautiful children but newborns they're all wrinkly and scrunkly and they all look like Winston Churchill. <laughs> yeah, they all look like super old, tiny beings. Yeah, they're Benjamin then, Button. Yeah, like it's just they're cuter yeah. when they get about three months and they're all like bat rolls and shit. I love that. They're yes. Cute. Yeah, my That's sister's due on Christmas Day and she's already threatened you're not seeing pictures of of uh, my baby for a while and I was like you better send me alien pictures yeah she, she yeah because yeah they, they look like aliens and, and when you get like a an ultrasound then they hand it to you you're like here's your baby I'm like what the fuck is that <laughs> <laughs> is story, it gonna be a human at some point what the fuck yeah, is true this story, uh, the baby ultrasounds are the only ones I can read you show me any other body part and I'm like oh you you got a spaceship in there it looks like the starship enterprise <laughs> 
But to be fair, Elliot, Elliot's already like, yeah, Elliot's already like Roman, like like a weed. So he's already like, oh yeah, he's he looks like he's about at the age. He looks close to my son's age. He's so he's eighteen. So like it was just weird to even. Oh okay, so yeah, because I was like far off, and I was like Christ, like not now I have like like grays in my beards because I've known that kid since 2013. So Uh, I mean, since then, and he was sorry, your hair is tiny. So, well, that's, that's looks, why I shaved so, yeah, so so my head. 12 in the so film, I get, I get, but I, get the I would have life. never guessed he was 18 because He's 18, look, my son's he 15. He looks about my son's age. Which is good for before. him because, you know, if you watch older stuff, teenagers look fucking 30. Yeah. Well, because they were. They were. <laughs> they were. Yes. We're looking um, at you, Grace. So, um, Erica, we haven't heard much uh, from you recently. So, is there anything else you want to kind of close out with before we head into shitty reviews and all that? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll probably get to it when we get to our final thoughts. Honestly, there's not a whole lot. Um, I think I kind of covered a lot okay. of it. Just, Just yeah. want to make sure that we heard from you plenty. Okay, then. Um, so before we do shitty reviews, I'm just going to share a little bit of feedback we got um, on social media. I always forget to post it beforehand and just posted it today. So I'm dumb. Um, but oh. uh, So we got some some uh, hits on this, obviously, because of Sarah Fire 2. I uh, got quite a bit of activity. Here's some of them. Uh, at Seen It Pod said, I was shocked at how much I dug this. Saw this on the big screen over the weekend. And it was so much fun. Plus, and now I'm obsessed with that synth score. It's been in constant rotation. Honestly, I'm not big on synth, but I do like the score. So that's that's from me. But the rest was from him. Another person just asking us, can you tell me if this movie's any good? Um, yes. uh, that brown coat said, this is the first time I've noticed this, but check out the heavenly gate on the middle left of the poster. I wonder if that's from a deleted scene because the Funhouse Terrifier on the opposite side of the poster is most definitely in the movie. Weird. Any tag Damien Leon in that, so I don't know. Ari Hellraiser, who writes for Ghouls Magazine, said it was mesmerizing and had a dreamlike feeling that occasionally jolted you out of it with over-the-top cartoony gore. More, please. Such yes. things. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know, I'm like anticipating what, what's coming from you there, Sean. I know uh, one thing, and I don't know if uh, he's going to say it. Well, we're going to do something different tonight, since we're we're Candy and I are both sitting out of here. We normally record on on different uh, computers just for sound quality uh, issues, but I was lazy. We came, I came home from work, and we watched Terrifier One, and I was like, you know what? We're just going to record together. I don't feel like setting up all my my gear tonight. So. And the cats. So yeah, and we got a new kitten, and that and kitten, he's wild. Every time I try to Bebe. record, that kitten is like attacking my toes. Bebe. Oh, we have not seen pictures. Of yes, we need. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I, we'll, I will post. Yeah, we'll, I will pictures. do it right now. We'll get you some photos. Um, but we're gonna do something different tonight. Um, I'm gonna have candy. We're gonna trade off, and I'm gonna let her read some of these. Um, I got quite a few, and they're pretty fucking funny. Um, <laughs> so, Crystal, if you could hit me with the uh, intro. Kind of like a clown circus theme. Yeah, kind of. So, so starting off, Terrifier 2, Rotten Tomato scores. Uh, critics gave this 88%. Yeah. And wow. the audience, 81%. Oh. 
So I'm going to start out, and then uh, Candy and I will trade off. Um, our first one is. Make me read this. Shit. I'm going to make you God read this. Shit. I'm gonna get, I get mad in the middle. Our first one is from Jim Mearns. He says, awful, boring, adolescent crap that makes Rob Zombie look like Orson Welles. And 138 <laughs> minutes. 138 minutes. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, God damn it. You did give me this one. Okay. If you hate women, just say so. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I would say that more applies to the first. I wouldn't say that applies to the second. That's my identity. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would if agree you hate with that. dicks, but I, I did hate the off. women in the first one, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I hate everyone in that movie. I I almost want to let you read this one too. Okay, because I it's hard for me to. Um, I, I'm gonna try and do this the way it was written. Okay, I gave it a half star. Bitch, gonna look. On my fucking face, bitch, with this fucking clown fucking mask, bitch, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you for what making me read that. that. What the fuck? Oh God, okay. I did my best. That I didn't get the head tilt going. But. <laughs> uh, do it with a half star says, I'm going to need whoever worked on these films to rot in hell with that clown. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you giving me these ones? Half star, straight doo doo, had to turn it off. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> um, Aloe with a half star says someone definitely jerks off to this. I wouldn't be surprised. Somebody jerks off <laughs> yeah. to absolutely everything in this world. There's a king for everything. Yeah, and then there are side boobs. So yeah, there's a yeah. Yeah. Half star by Graham. Vile garbage for reactionary brain worm consumers. Lowest common denominator. Pointless shite. <laughs> Reactionary brainworm consumer. Wow. Yeah. And shite at that. So <laughs> one of our Scottish friends. College. <laughs> uh, damn it, Dan says two hours and 18 minutes for a plot that was revealed to us in the first 10 minutes. Kill yourself. What? What plot? What? And last but not least, Candy, if you wouldn't mind. Half star by Allison. Um, can't believe Immortal Clown Man couldn't strap on glasses and cosplayer on Molly because honestly, I was rooting for them to get slashed just for still saying mommy and daddy at their big age. <laughs> uh, yo, I still say daddy. I got nothing to say about I don't that. have a dad. <laughs> I called my mom mommy for a long time, though. I did. I was probably like 18 when I stopped. Well, if I'm trying to get her to stop her shit, I'll call her mommy, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My mom would just look at me crooked if I said it right now. Yeah. I'd probably do it just for that. At your big age. My big my big age is your big. big age. Wow. So those were some uh shitty reviews. So I guess that means uh we're doing ours. I uh I gave this film a nine out of ten magical swords of resurrection. Um I toyed with an eight point five just because like I I feel like Damien Leone like did the best that he could, and and it it works most of the time on the practical effects. One, yay, practical effects! So that earned up a half star. But you know, um, it's still Tom Savini's books. Just reading them could teach you a lot on like blood formula and um, how to do things. He teaches you how to do things really cheap. His effects are cheap as fuck. 
um because he's he's very creative so i'm like you know it, it's okay to you know like you're doing a great job but like we got to always evolve you know so i just think you know the practical effects good good job let's see terrifier 3 up that ante and make it just a little bit gorier for me so it's not so like we can like melted jello and and gummy substance like i want to i want to you know i love the gore but like let's make it a little more realistic um i i did care about sienna quite a bit uh and her family i i think that that made this movie work the best that it did because if it would have been just a repeat of terrifier one i would have told it to go fuck itself like those other people did um because and that's that's the thing filmmakers need to know you have to kind of care about these characters just a little bit or know them just a little bit and and you know i felt like there he took notes and he said okay here's what i need to do and it gave him so many ideas that we were going to get sequels we're going to see these characters obviously jonathan and sienna again obviously vicky probably and definitely art so you know i'm actually excited about that the little pale girl um she she creeped me out more than art did i mean she was just fucking creepy art was not creepy he was kind of funny i mean obviously dangerous but the little pale girl was just fucking creepy and that she will be in terrifier 3 so spoiler alert um that we're gonna find out more about why she's there and why you know he can see her but um and then obviously jonathan and sienna can see her but not really anybody else so i'm curious to know so it got it, it got a hook in me to to see terrifier 3 so that means you did your job so yeah i mean um uh, mostly yeah yeah and fuck the clown cafe by the way so uh, all all assorting in me making you know all these adjustments so nine out of ten magical swords of resurrection for a sequel to a movie i did not like so pretty good and i'm gonna give it uh 8.5 out of 10 torn tally whackers um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I really enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I was going to, um, you know, and like Nico said, this is this is definitely a blueprint on how to make a film in, you know, 2022, you know, I mean, it's a lot different than how you would make how you would have made a film, you know, in the Evil Dead era or the, the Night of the Living Dead era. But I mean, it's this is how you do it now. You crowdfund. You crowdsource. You get private investors. You know, you say, fuck the MPA. You say, you know, fuck the big studios. And you go out and you do the damn thing, you know. And you keep doing it and until and you, you nail it. Um, you know, you have a dream. You have a vision. You go out and do it. Um, you know, I thought the the acting in this was great. Um, Lauren Lavera and uh, David Howard Thornton, like, I mean, they were fucking great in this. They did a great job. I mean... For someone to play a role and not speak a single line and to only have to physically act out their scenes, like, that that takes a lot of fucking talent, you know? And I think he pulled it off masterfully. Um, the special effects in this, I thought, were pretty well done. Like, you know, we said there were some scenes where you could tell it was kind of rubbery and kind of, you know, and that's fine. With a $250,000 budget, $250,000, you know, 30 years ago, would have went a long way. It doesn't yeah. go that far, you know, these days. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's totally understandable. But, you know, for that budget, getting the, the film that we got, I thought it was fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I mentioned my nitpicks, and that's kind of where my, my score kind of dropped a little bit. But, 
you know, it, it's got me, you know, from what Candy and Nico said, you know, about the possibility of Terrifier 3 and 4 and expanding on the storyline, like, those nitpicks may disappear. You know, they may be leading me in a direction with, you know, what's to come that may, you know, vindicate all of that. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to see what they do. I know we're going to see a lot more of Art the Clown, like I said, you know, with Trigger Tree Studios and, and NECA fig figures and, you know, clothing and all this stuff. I mean, it's, possibly Funkos. Possibly Funkos. I mean, it's, you know, I think he's going to blow up alongside your Freddies and Jasons and, and Michael Myers and stuff like that. Um, he's just a sadistic fuck, you know? And, <laughs> and I love the pale girl. I thought she was creepy and eerie, but like, you know, he compared to him, like he's just sadistic. And, you know, I think that that's kind of the allure um, that, you know, when you have like a Michael Myers or a, a Jason, like they hit you once with a machete and you're done. You know, but Art the Clown, no, he's got to keep beating you and beating you until there's like literally nothing of your face left. And then eat. And then he's going to pour salt on it and then pee <laughs> on it and then fucking eat it. And, you know, I mean, he just like he doesn't stop. He just keeps going, you know. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it was definitely enjoyable. Um, it was very different going back and watching Terrifier 1 after watching this um, because the only thing really... Uh, Two things about Terrifier 1 that I liked. Didn't give a fuck about the characters. Um, I, I liked the uniqueness, the creativity of the kills. And I liked the fact that it ended right where Terrifier 2 picks up. You know, and it's it's awesome when you watch a, 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 a sequel and then go back and watch the previous film that you hadn't seen. And it leads right up to the beginning of it. Because I, you know, I thought that was really cool. It made me want to go back and watch Terrifier two again, just so I can pick up, you know, where the first one left off. So, you know, I, all in all, I think he did a great job. I'm looking forward to seeing everything that that he does. Um, so, yeah, eight point five out of ten torn tallywhackers. <laughs> who is up at bat? Uh, sure. Um. I might be like the low baller of the group. I'm for now giving this seven out of 10 slashed eyeballs. Yeah. Um, and this is one of those things kind of like what Sean was just saying, like maybe when, you know, when terrifier three comes out, it may answer some like questions and things. I just thought were way too open-ended or too vague about this film. Like, so, I mean, some uh, a couple of points are, are just, I'm docking just because there's not enough information about Sienna's father and like why he had the connection to art, the clown, you know, who is the pale girl? If it's the ghost of the girl who was murdered at the carnival that they reference briefly, you know, like, well, well, why is she so malevolent? Like that's like the kind of, those are a few of the things I want to know about. And I, I obviously want to know like what, what's going on with Vicky and where is that whole subplot going? Um, but I'm, I'm definitely taking at least like one full point away for the, the long ass clown cafe sequences. Like I took a point for that. No, <laughs> just no, especially the song. Um, but I mean, other than those nitpicks, I, I really did get a kick out of this movie and the, the really creative uh, death scenes and the warped sense of humor that it, that it uh, just displayed throughout the whole thing. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, uh, Crystal Orde. 
I'm I'm with uh, I'm with Erica. Seven out of ten diarrhea streams. I enjoyed it a lot, but yeah, the dangling strings, the father, the brain tumor thing uh, particularly intrigued me. Like uh, I was hoping they were going to explain it. Like the tumor give him like uh, powers, you know, premonition, or 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 did he become art? And also the little pale girl. Yeah, that they they teased it in like the newspaper stories. They even named her and said that, and you saw that her parents were carnival workers who were mimes at the carnival. I, I, I want a little more of that. You know me, I love I love to fill out the story. Um, just like with the homeless guy in the uh, clown cafe scene, they just kind of dangled in front of you and then dropped it. But yeah, I loved it. I, I thought the, pra- the, I'm sorry, the practical effects overall were fantastic. There was a couple of moments where it's like, okay, that's a little rubbery. Uh, but yeah, I loved it. I, and, and the physical comedy that um, the actor who plays David Art, Howard yeah, David Howard Thor- Thornton, just hysterical, especially the eyeglass, when, uh, the uh, sunglass scenes, like, like uh, Nico said. That, that, I was laughing out loud at that. Uh, but yeah, I, I loved it. I'm curious to see where it goes. I'm curious to see how long it lasts as the new cool thing until it becomes like the Facebook, you know, of horror. Like it becomes <laughs> the stuff that your the stuff that your parents, you know, like you know, what I mean? people of Facebook. Yeah, which um, the so inevitable I'm, thing yeah, that which, happens which to will, all, which will happen. I'm just curious to see how long it takes. Well, when that does happen, then it'll get a reboot, and Rob Zombie will do the reboot, oh, and then just crash. Oh, you just no. <laughs> There you go. Just stop. Um, So I'm going to jump on the candy uh, wagon here. Uh, I'm going to give it 9 out of 10 chafing killer clowns because bless his heart, I don't think he'd be so angry and violent if he wasn't chafing in a wet clown suit. Just a little talcum. Uh, Yeah, a little talcum, maybe some body glide, you know, maybe some nizoral cream for that fungus I know he's got. Um, (laughs) 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 No. I I love the, the the pale girl. Um, I loved you know everything ab- uh, about this movie. I love all of the practical effects, the special effects. You you have you can still sense kind of an an anthology, like All Hallows Eve was an anthology. Terrifier one had kind of a few different things going on, and so does this one. You can kind of still. C- kind of sense the anthology vibe but that he tries to tie it in but uh he didn't tie all ends in uh you know i would be very glad to see the third one and the fourth one um but i'm kind of really wondering from damian leon what the fuck did art inject jonathan with in that oversized fucking needle (laughs) uh because it knocked him out and he stuck him in his neck, which I'm just assuming he stuck him in his neck, but it was not milk of uh, amnesia as we call it in, in the medical world. It was that a was not- thick viscous liquid. Well, it wasn't propofol because propofol is white. That's why we call it milk of amnesia. This was almost like an off white, but clear. Uh, and, and I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck did Art knock Jonathan out with because I, I'm just confused. And if it works that well, then I need it from some of my my patients, my clients. I mean, share the wealth, Damien. Um, I think I need <laughs> to go to sleep at night. Right, right. Uh, so, you know, for me, 9 out of 10 chafing killer clowns. <laughs> All right, Nico. So, um, <clears throat> for obvious reasons, this has to get a ton of ten. Um, 
art. I'm going to give this art Krispies cereal, I guess. <laughs> um, on the on you know on the whole, we talked about it all, all episode. I was shocked at how much I I loved this movie, considering how much I hated the first one. This is probably the Aliens, Terminator Two, of I guess this budding franchise because this sequel is like leaps and bounds above the original. Like it's like fucking night and day between these these two movies. Um, David Howard Thornton has arrived. Art the Clown has arrived. He's officially a horror icon now. Going forward, like this is this is going to be what he'll be remembered for most. There'll be this character, and I'm sure he's okay with that. For now, for now, until he's looking to to branch out. But but for right now, he's he's absolutely enjoying the. I don't even want to say notoriety. It's just like he's he's the new Robert England. He's the new Kane Hodder. He's the new whichever actor plays James Hugh Courtney. We'll go with him. Seems so the last. Well, I guess Corey, right? It was really last Michael Myers, but whatever. Um, and everyone in the world knows now that he has no ass. Yeah, everybody knows he has no ass. Poor guy. He's but, a frog that pulled up pants. An interesting fact about David Howard Thornton and myself: we are connected because we are legitimate birthday twins. Same month, same date, same year. Oh, so, that's so we, we actually we we came across that on the um when I interviewed him he was like and yeah we went over this so um Lauren Lavera the this this was actually her movie wasn't yes. anybody even 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 more than Dan David shined like no tomorrow but this was 100% her movie um this was further proof that your your villain is only is as good as the hero and she was more than up to snuff for the task for for doing this. I mean, she shined completely in this. Like, I cared about the characters. I wanted her and Jonathan to to make it out, and I'm glad they did at the end. So I'm excited to see where this franchise is going to go. Over the top kills. Again, it was over the top cartoony gore that was like Dead Alive. No different from Dead Alive or from Hatchet. Honestly, if we're being honest, Dead Alive was definitely gorier than this movie. Still, yeah, yeah, that alive is still the goriest movie I've ever seen. Still to this day, <laughs> um, followed closely by by the Hatchet series and then this one. But um, we uh, where where we leave off with that? Okay, so that I like the Clown Cafe. I I'm, I'm one of the few. I'm sorry, I'm rambling with this because this is this is kind of an emotional one Don't for me. Sorry. This is very similar to the Halloween 2018 episode we did, mm-hmm. where that whole thing happened. <laughs> where that was the last thing I did with my friend at that point before she passed. And now ironically we saw Halloween ends, unfortunately, but thankfully we got to, to have at least one high note before she passed. We got to see terrified two together because God damn it. Did we hate Halloween ends <laughs> like to no end that we shit all over it. But um, I'm, I, to me, this is why it's good. I mean, it, it was getting a 10 out of 10 anyway, because I absolutely 100% loved it. Like I was floored by this movie and if nothing else to Damian Leone David Howard Thornton together combined helped me to be more motivated to try to figure out how to raise my the money myself for for sticks and stones and to show that we don't need fucking Hollywood we don't need a studio backing us we can 100% get these films made like anybody that's listening to this now that has seen the movie just know we 
we can we can make our movies. They can be seen. It doesn't matter. Get the fuck out there and make them. Figure it out. Um, I I don't even know where else to go with this because I I I, I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, it's gonna forever be a, a a you know a good memory for me to have for for the last time that I got to see Yvonne. Hmm. So you know, again, this is for you. Ten out of ten. All right. I mean, those were some pretty good scores. Mm. Um, I think we all arrived at, you know, this this movie passes. Mm. So at this point, um, we'll just go ahead and let everybody do plugs. Um, mm-hmm. I'll try and, and get mine out of the way. I have, uh, as everyone listening knows, we, we took quite a long break. Um, you know, uh, I think personal lives and particular, I'll just speak for myself. My personal life was out of control. And, um, I, at my heart am a writer and I am currently writing regularly for ghouls magazine, which you can find on Twitter at ghouls mag. I have a new article coming out, uh, this week, uh, of, of the recording of this, um, that is talking about my love for maniac, which was mentioned tonight, which cheered nice. me to write for a feminist mag and do an article on maniac this is why they let me keep writing for them they're like you come up with the craziest ideas Mm -hmm. like how are you going to defend that i'm like let me show you um (laughs) erica and i we have our beauty company we talk about final girl cosmetics now more than ever it is really important we have created the iskadov dreamscape collection um with uh her friend russian filmmaker andre iskanov and when you buy that set, which comes with uh, quite a bit, uh, 24 color eyeshadows, um, there's uh, a blush, there's uh, two awesome lip glosses, uh, but 100% of those proceeds go to Andre Iskanov. And I can let Erica talk some more on that. But also, if you are looking for The House That Screams and somehow just stumbled across this, uh, you can find us on Twitter at house underscore screams. Um, you can find us, uh, on Instagram at my handle, Candy the Final Girl, where I basically mostly talk about the show and show off all my cool horror shirts or random things like that. Um, but I do have a link tree. It's link tree slash Candy the Final Girl. Points to all these lovely people and our friends. Okay. Oh, my turn. Okay. <laughs> um, you can find me at uh, on Instagram at my horrific life and. Um, like Candy was saying, please uh, check out our cosmetics uh, company. Uh, it's finalgirlcosmetics.makeup. And yeah, um, Andre can definitely use uh, some extra support. He's also looking strongly at just getting the fuck out of Russia. It's going to, for that to work, though, he definitely needs um, a lot more money than what he currently has. We were looking at plane tickets together and um like a a few days ago a trip for instance to thailand because he has contacts there who could uh potentially help him out just getting out a one-way trip like a plane ticket out of russia to thailand was about ten thousand dollars and he does not have that um so there there'd also be like logistics of making sure that his you know, mom is taken care of because she's disabled. There's just a lot of complexity, but 
Um, yeah, if, if there's any way to get him out of that country, I think it would definitely be better, uh, better for him. And he'd, it'd probably be easier for him to finish his films as well. Absolutely. Um, okay, uh, Nico. You could uh, find me on Instagram and Twitter at El Jefe Del Horror. The boss. And we are 100% going back full force into getting the goddamn money to make sticks and stones, especially after this. I mean, there's there's no reason now that we can't we can't get this done. So we're we're gonna be shooting a, a sales pitch like concept trailer shortly to try to build up buzz for this and attract investors. Do we necessarily need crowdsourcing? No, because nobody actually ever gives to that shit unless it's an established franchise like like this one, which is fine. I get that, but it'll be enough that we can somehow get some investors attached to it. You know, from the previous Indiegogo that we got, I mean, we were able to get some equipment that we can use to to film. So, you know, we're we're gonna go strong with this. We're gonna go hardcore with this. Like, we're we're trying to get this done soon, so we can have the the trailer online around Christmas time to start building a buzz for this. Yeah, and we're all in. It's a great script. Um, I am involved, so I can vouch for that. Um, so I am. Yeah, definitely just be on the lookout for announcements about that kind of stuff. Um, Dave and Crystal. Uh, just, um, yeah, no plugs, just how much fun it is to be back. I really missed Sean's shitty reviews, and I love the fact that he's making uh, you read the worst ones and that you hate reading them. That's great. I think that should be an ongoing bit where he makes you read the ones you don't want to read. Uh, and also, <laughs> I just want to say that I have read uh, – Candy's articles in that magazine, Ghoul's magazine, and uh, you are a very good writer. I I, I, I like to think I, I can write a little, uh, but you, yeah, you write circles around me, girl. Thank you. That and means so much. I'm just happy to be here anywhere you can, anywhere you find Dave, you can find me, but also, if you guys are going to Days of the Dead in Atlanta, there's a Terrifier reunion, and they got everybody from the first one, plus people from the second one, uh, and so you'll see us there. And when is that? That is uh, the last weekend in January. Mm, possible. They're, they're doing yeah, one this I weekend can't do anything this year, but. They're doing one this weekend, but by the time this airs, it won't even be out. But it's going to be a come crash at our place. Yes, plus Heather Logging Truck is going to be there. She's going to be at this one, too, this weekend. <laughs> uh, well, because of Midnight Club uh, that Mike Flanagan's doing with her starring in it, um, yes. getting that resurgence, and I'm so happy to see it because I fucking love her. She's my final girl, Nancy. Heather Logging Truck. <laughs> yes, Heather, Heather Logging Truck. I, I cannot wait to meet her and tell her the Logging Truck story. She'll and, laugh. Uh, She'll uh, laugh. Yeah. I think she'll she'll like that. Plus, Lloyd Kaufman's going to be there, and Shabar Ross. Uncle, Uncle Lloyd. Uncle Lloyd, man, he's a character. And Uncle Malcolm's going to be there. Uncle Lloyd. I've got Toxie on tonight. Yeah, Uncle Malcolm's going to be there. Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, we oh, watched yeah. Uh, we watched The Clockwork Orange the other night. And, yeah, and I'd forgotten how incredible a film that is. Oh yeah, I, I don't like Stanley Kubrick, but I'll, I'll give that one a pass, even though the book's got a better. I, I don't know. I don't know. I've never read the book. I need to do that. I know it's it's not a long one, so um, I, I I recommend it to people. It's it's a quick read, but it's a watching the movie, reading the book. You know, you should do those in tandem because you kind of get a whole perspective. Just just Malcolm's performance is every bit 
intense and in amazing. literally everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Well, it's been so good to get everyone together again and that's going to be unfortunately this is all happening right before the holidays but we're going to get another episode or two in before we have to take uh, a break for the holidays oh baby look how big look how big the kitties are now hold him up to the oh look at the kitties it's so big (laughs) the house that purrs she said yes baby like this big he's a little tiny thing Oh, this belly, this oh, belly. Oh, the big stretch. Oh, look at the big oh. Oh, my God, that's a big cat. Yeah. Jesus. What are Sorry, you saying now? Little, we're seeing candy. Oh, oh look at you. This is such a weird Yeah, I posted BB in, in our chat he's for so our kitty, oh, all of our kitty lover yes. here. BB is, a, he's the best, but he's obsessed with his mom, so at least one of the cats wants to hang out with mom they're like my kids they think i'm cool when they're smaller and then they get older and they don't want fucking shit to do with me they're like actual children to me they're like okay mom you're cool but like give me the treats and and then fuck off (laughs) (laughs) um so i guess that's it uh for this show but um it's, it's been really good to be here with all of you and i'm sorry for some of the circumstances uh that you know that we bring to this that that Nico has brought to this but um <laughs> you know I am here for each and every one of you so you know and, and, and Nico, um, at this time you know that you know yeah. you know I was just gonna say to everybody too like thank you I I 100% needed this well I'm, I'm glad because you know when we talked I was like are you sure you want to do this and you you wanted to do it and I'm and I'm glad I'm glad that, Listen, you know, it helps. Dave Erica one one thing about Yvonne you guys don't know and you can see in the picture, my 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 homegirl fucking and Candy could tell you because she met her. Mm-hmm. Homegirl fucking loved being the center of attention. So if we didn't do this tonight, it would have been a slap in the face to her. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Trust me. <laughs> this, yeah, she, she was she quite could. a character, quite a personality. Yeah, she. I mean, she was such a fighter, guys. Like you guys know, have no like she like she was. She never let it get the best of her. Like she just kind of rolled with it. Yeah, she would make you jokes know? about it on TikTok. Yep. She was she was tough. So thank thank you thank you guys for um kind of kind of giving me like some much needed you know therapeutic session a a nice therapeutic family session with you guys today. Well, and that's one of the beautiful things about all of you. You're all my friends, and I know this has been a difficult year for every single one of us in our personal lives, and that we can still come together and work together and be together and and be there for each other. That's the most important thing out of all of this. The most important thing, and uh, you know, for me, it meant taking a break uh, a mm-hmm. little bit, but uh, I'm back, and uh, you know. We've all been here for each other, and and I hope that will always be the case. <laughs> and um, looking forward to talking about Fulky finally. So uh, we're gonna yes. get there. We're gonna get there. I'm ready. So anyway, um, thank you guys all for being here tonight, and uh, looking forward to next time. And I love you. Love you guys. Love you. Love you. Have a good night. Okay. Good night, good night everybody. Hey. Oops. Why can't I ever do this? <laughs>